Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan and you are listening to episode 164 of the Creator Smarts Podcast. Today we're going to do something new. I'm not going to do another solo episode and also not interviewing somebody. Instead, I'm going to I'm gonna play or I'm going to upload uh, a podcast episode that was actually recorded by somebody else, by the one and only Joe Franco. Um, Joe has a YouTube channel where she talks about personal development, so think about topics like... Uh, personal finance, language learning, traveling, journaling, and uh, she also has her own show on Netflix. Um, now, she was one of the participants of our Creative Smarts Mastermind Retreat a month ago, which we ran in Marrakesh in Morocco, and um, was on the last day, I think, she was walking around with her phone, and she was interviewing all the other participants, and she was asking them for their best business advice. And I listened to that podcast episode and it was really good. I actually thought it was better than most of the episodes here on my own podcast. So I reached out to Joe, asked her if I could upload the um, the content on this podcast here. And she said, of course. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to learn from the creators who attended us in uh, at our Mastermind Retreat in Morocco. And we're going to learn what their best business advice for creators is. Okay, and if you like this episode, and if you like Joe, then make sure to check out her podcast as well. It's called the Not Your Average Joe podcast. So, uh, yeah, give it a listen. Here we go. This is the Create Your Smarts podcast, the number one podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following to build a smart and future-proof education business. I'm your host, Jan. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and y'all, okay, I know I missed last week, but it was because I was at an entrepreneurial mastermind in Morocco, in Marrakesh. If you've never heard of a mastermind before, no worries. I only learned about it recently. It's basically this amazing opportunity to be around entrepreneurs, people in business, and you spend all of this time together talking about what you've done, what you're going to do, best practices. And that's where my head was last week. And since I was with all of these brilliant minds, I figured I got to turn this into some content and make an episode where I ask everybody who attended the mastermind two questions, because it's not so often that you're around such smart, brilliant, self-motivated people who have built businesses and empires and career opportunities for others based on whatever they thought up in their own mind. A lot of these entrepreneurs come from the language world, which means that they have started blogs or YouTube channels or Instagram accounts or TikTok accounts where they basically teach their language and then sell courses and then create this amazing lucrative career out of it where they have up to like 15 to 20 to 30 employees. I was speaking tons of languages, Italian, French, obviously I don't speak German yet, but there were so many German teachers, English, and I was actually invited by Ollie Richards and Jan van der Aal, who I had interviewed on this podcast. This is a big full circle moment. As far as entrepreneurship goes, there are so many takeaways in this episode. There were some overlaps. A lot of people said the same thing. No one knew what the other person responded. So if there are repeats, it's because those are real 
lesson. Before we get into this episode, I do want to apologize because I was running and gunning. I took my phone, I started just filming people outside at dinners in the woods. So there's tons of noise texture, let's call it texture in this episode. Without further ado, introducing all of these amazing entrepreneurs. I'll link their information in the description box of this episode. First up, we have English with Lucy, who has created an empire around teaching English to foreigners. She speaks fluent Spanish as well. And this chick, she's just hardcore, like 8.5 million subscribers on her YouTube channel. The fabulous Lucy, um, what piece of business advice do you wish other people knew slash did you, do you wish you knew sooner? So I spent ages just being by myself and not connecting with other creators. And I just I thought, you know, I'm staying in my lane, doing my own thing. And then when I started going to events, really networking with other people and being really open with things such as figures and my ideas, the benefits of that completely outweighed the chance of someone potentially stealing my idea or running away with my figures and showing off about it or telling someone. Basically, you had to get rid of the fear that somebody would maliciously use your information because actually on the other end of that was like much more goodness. Yeah, and if you don't give, you don't get either. And now I have lots of really open relationships <laughs> with, <laughs> <laughs> with other creators who would be technically considered my competition. And then it grows your business too. That's what I'm noticing. Like Absolutely. being here, even if everybody's sharing, it's actually growing everybody's business. Hugely. I wouldn't be where I am today without sharing and being vulnerable with other people. Because they're doing the same thing. Exactly. Okay, cool. And then what was the single most beneficial thing you did in your career to take you from Lucy to like, Lucy? Mm, that's a hard one. Um, I think I stopped slaving to kind of please the algorithm and started on YouTube and started working on what makes me feel really proud. Really? You think that changed everything? Yeah, I get a lot more satisfaction. I feel that I get better leads. Hmm. Also switching to like leads versus numbers. Yeah, that's big. Even though well. leads are numbers, but it's like a different kind of, it's not like doing it for the views. It's like doing it for the impact. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank, thank you. you. Anything else? No, that it's just been a joy to meet you. <laughs> I'm so happy to met, have met you. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to be friends. I'm going to, woods. I'm going to spend time on your farm. Definitely. I've got Slash, a date in mind, by the way. It's not really a farm, but it's rural. It's rural. We can go to the local farm if, you, if that's what you want. I just need to see a farm. <laughs> Next up, I interviewed Alan, who owns a company called Classical Guitar Shed, where he teaches people guitar online and has a membership company that is thriving. Okay, next up, we have Alan. Alan, what is a piece of business advice you wish you knew sooner? Well, at first, I started looking for results on every little thing I, that I did. And so I'd send one email or I'd make one video and then I'd just stop and say, now what's gonna happen, now what's gonna happen? And instead, somebody, I heard from somewhere, you should just, uh, whatever sort of business, it's gonna take a thousand days to get traction. And so instead of expecting it after 100 days, then just think a thousand days and just put your head down and keep going. And that's exactly what I did. And all of a sudden I looked up and it was three years later and it's a life is completely different. Now he's sipping a drink here in Morocco. Look at this look guy, at look at this guy. <laughs> okay, and then also the thing about looking at results is it's very unmotivating, right? So in the beginning, you were upset, you were bummed, you were like not loving that lifestyle, right? Because you were putting in all this work and nothing was happening. Tons of work to make this video and four people watch it. Or I send them an email and nobody responds. 
I write something on a blog and nobody reads it. So then what was the thing that you did that really changed your career? Was it consistency? Was there something else? Straight up consistency. It was just to keep doing it because then all of a sudden there were nine people on my email list and then there were 16. And then, and so then it just built and built over time. And then all of a sudden there's a bunch of people on the email list. Even though you kept going and you knew a thousand days, was there a single piece of motivation that kept you sticking to it? Like, cause you know, we're human. It's upsetting. I've been there where it's like, you know, in theory that this is what you should do, but how do you really just do it? Well, I think if you just switch the focus to quality, so instead of thinking, I'm doing this for traction, I'm doing this for this, I'm doing this for that, then it's just like, I'm doing this as best I can. And then just instead of the outside ex- extrinsic uh, value of getting some feedback from it, instead just saying, I'm actually doing this to the absolute best of my ability. I'm learning, I'm just really bringing something valuable. And if four people watch it, then they're gonna love it. I love that. Extrinsic is not the key, it's intrinsic value. Is that what you said? I think that's what you said. I think that's something like that. Do it for yourself. Do it because you know it's going to make an impact and do it consistently because that's what's going to pay off. Cheers. I'd agree. Like, we're out here (laughs) sipping a drink in Morocco. Life is not bad right now, but honestly, it's because of consistency. Oh, the sound of ice cubes hitting a nice glass is my favorite soundtrack. Next, I spoke to Michelle, or Michele. She is an Australian who reconnected with her Italian heritage and then created an entire business around teaching people Italian who have lost touch with their origins, just like she did. And what's cool about Michelle is that she started her online career with a travel blog, travel website called The Intrepid Guide, and now she's Intrepid Italian. So the question is, what piece of business advice do you wish you you would have known sooner? I think one of the struggles I've had is the fact that I never thought that I could do what I'm doing, um, but with a lot of hard work and perseverance, perseverance is a big thing and just not stopping, that you can do it and to, yeah, to surround yourself with the right people that can really support you and encourage you and help you along the way that you aren't alone, that there are other people out there doing it and that it isn't a completely foreign concept because I always thought and I looked at other people that spoke languages or run businesses I'm like, wow, it just seems so extreme. Like you just, if you don't have like someone in your life that's sort of like a role model, you don't really know who to turn to, to go to for advice. So yeah, I just, the more I surround myself with people that do similar things or what I want to do, the more I realize that it actually is possible. And that, yeah, you can do anything. You can do anything. It just takes time and perseverance. Did that shock you? The hard work bit? All of it. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not really, I feel like, you know, you go through the schooling system and it's all about like skills and learning how to do all these things, but it's that it really took about like the mindset you need to have and have and the self-belief that you need to have. And you only really get that from your peers and your community. So yeah, it did shock me because I just thought I wasn't smart enough, you know, I'm not good enough. I'll never be able to do these sorts of things, but it's the, it's the mindset is a big thing. It's the thing that really that I really needed to focus on and that made a big difference, the biggest difference. So what was the difference between you thinking about starting this business, starting this channel, to you now having a community filled with people who are encouraging you? Because that, from, from zero to 100, like there are a lot of steps that happen. So what was the first step that really transformed you from wanting this to having this? From wanting it to having it? Oof. I mean, I really couldn't believe that people would resonate with what I do. And I feel like the more positive feedback I get, the more I want to do it. 
But I don't know how to answer this question. It's really tricky because it just, I still don't believe it. It's not like an overnight success. It's been years in the making. I've gone through different stages. Um, I've had to go through events, meet different people and to realize that I actually can do what I want to do in life. So it's still like a constant journey. Like there's, you get to one part of it that you've achieved and then you have to go to the next bit. It's a constant learning process. So I'm really enjoying where I am now, but also really nervous about it because it still doesn't feel real. It doesn't, because I'm not accustomed to this sort of thing. It's not something that I grew up with. Um, so yeah. Well, from my experience, when you start doing this, you will not stop. Like I'm even asking myself like, damn, it's been 10 years. Mm. I don't know if that ever goes away. If you're ever believing that like you can create a career from your ideas. Like I don't, I don't think I'll ever wake up and be like, of course, this is my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very yeah. bizarre. Yeah, it's sort of you see one thing working and then it keeps you motivated to do the next thing and the next thing because you can see that you can do it. And the more you do it, the more positive reinforcement that gives you to keep going. But it's the feedback now that I'm able to get from my audience that really does keep me going. It's It blows my mind. And the fact that, yeah, that they tell me what they enjoy and I'm like, okay, I'm on the right track. So, yeah, it's that it's that community part. It's not just like my peers, but it's also my community, my students, my followers, my readers. All of that stuff makes such a difference. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Any last bit of advice, wisdom for somebody who, like you, didn't think it was possible, but a year and a half, two years later, here you are in Morocco, like <laughs> living your best life. Yeah, don't stop. Keep going. If you hit a roadblock, it just means that that wasn't the right way. Just try and find another way. Don't let anything stop you. There will be bumps, but just keep going. Ask someone else for help if this other person can't help you. Yeah, if you need support, then you know seek out those people that can give it to you. But yeah, just don't stop. Keep going. And that's the only reason why I'm successful because I haven't stopped. I don't feel like I have anything special other than the fact that I just won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get that tattoo. <laughs> I'm not special. I just don't stop. It's true. Okay, great. Thank you. I saved these interviews for the last day. And honestly, I was having a blast because these people I really do want to keep in my life. And it's amazing that we met at this stage in our careers because this to me is only the beginning. I always think no matter what stage you're in, you're only just at the beginning, which brings me to a very seasoned entrepreneur that I've already interviewed on this podcast, as mentioned before, Ollie Richards. And he's part of the reason why we were there to begin with. It's his company that he has with Jan, Creator Smarts, that hosted the entire conference. A reoccurring guest here on the podcast, Ollie Richards. Welcome back. Hey, guys. So the question is, what advice do you wish you knew sooner? So for me, like knowing lots of different entrepreneurs, um, watching the own my own uh, evolution my own journey i think the thing that i wish i'd done sooner is have the courage to stand for something set out your store take a position on something make it specific and have the courage of your convictions to stick to that why were you scared to do that in the beginning the thing that everyone wants to do is to appeal to everybody and to piss off as few people as possible so you think, okay, well, I'm going to talk to everybody and give advice to everybody or teach everybody everything. But actually what ends up happening is because the internet's such a noisy place uh, that it's impossible to know who to pay attention to, right? Mm -hmm. And so what, we, what, what human beings inevitably end up doing is paying attention to those people with whom they resonate the most. And we've all got our own prejudices, our own likes, our own dislikes. And so by taking a stand, by occupying this little sliver of the universe and saying, okay, I believe in this, or this is the thing that I teach, and it's not for you, that's fine, but this is what I do over here. What ends up happening is that you repel most people 
but you magnetically attract those people who think like you, who want to learn from people like you, who are just disposed to to relate to the kind of things you're saying. And what that means is you just get traction far faster. Uh, people start to follow you. They're not just in your orbit. They're super fans. They read everything you do. Um, they share it with other friends who think in the same way. And you get traction. And then when you get traction, then thing, really exciting things start to happen. When you're, when you're doing stuff online, you want to be yourself. You want to be an enhanced version of your person. Even right now, and I'm doing this stuff, I don't talk like this normally. <laughs> he doesn't, but, but he does also. <laughs> but there's a camera on me, so I'm doing this. When you're just starting out in the noise of the internet, the noise of the world, what you're really trying to do is attract a few people that really think like you or uh, are similar to you. Which is kind of a relief because then that means you don't need to think about everything and appeal everyone. It's just like, do the thing that you're good at, do the thing that you love, your audience will find you. Yes? That's it. It makes it super easy. So niche marketing, essentially. I mean, you can you can do that within a big niche. So, like for example, you know, in so uh, my website called Story Learning, uh, StoryLearning.com, and we are in the language learning niche. It's a big ass niche. Mm -hmm. um, that, I love that, that a big that ass term, niche. That, term I learned <laughs> that from, came out from me. <laughs> <laughs> that term I learned from Joe. Um, it's a big niche, right? I mean, how many Duolingo has half a billion users? It's a big niche, language learning. But what we do specifically is we teach language learning through stories. Now that is unique. And so I say, look, what we teach is language learning through stories. Yeah, there's other ways to do it. If you want to learn through silly apps, yeah, go and do that. But if you like the idea of learning through stories, you like reading, you like books, you like learning languages the way that you learn as a child, having your parents read you stories, then we can help you. And so what that does is, for most people, it's like, no, I'm just going to go back to my apps. But there are many, many people out there who think, Actually, yeah, that sounds like me. I like, I like reading, I like stories and I want to learn a language, tell me more. And then you got customers and then you have a business and then you have a huge workshop yearly event that happens and brings people together like me and to talk about it. you get interviewed by global megastars. Stop. Okay, now let's get on to the next question. Aside from niching your audience or like getting very specific about what you are focused on, what thing or action or conversation took you from level one of entrepreneurship to level 10? Without a doubt, it's just investing in my own education. You don't have to figure anything out by, by yourself because there are many, many people that have done that, done all of that hard work before you. From the beginning, all, every single penny I made um, doing stuff online, I reinvested. And from my job, you know, back when I was making that transition from, from working to doing stuff for myself, I invested it uh, all back into, into learning myself. And that's the thing that just accelerates everything. Um, I've spent over, I've spent over a hundred thousand dollars on one course with one person because I wanted the knowledge that they had, and I knew that that was going to help me uh, move forward. You, you talk to successful people, you will find that they all invest heavily in their own education. So, which I'm learning now. Right. We were just having this conversation where I'm like, "This guy charged me twenty thousand dollars," and you're like, "That's cheap," and I'm like, "What?" And then this was the reason. The reason is because if you're investing let's say $20,000, but they'll make you, well, the knowledge that they give you will then turn your business into yeah. X times more profitable than it's, that's a fraction, that's a minimal fraction. But that's scary. That's very scary. It is, it's scary. And, um, and you know, I remember back to when I was, um, all the flies are buzzing around my ear. I <laughs> yeah. I they want to know the knowledge. They, yeah, they're, 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 trying to, they're trying to listen to the eavesdropping. <laughs> so I remember when I was first, um, 
you know, first started buying courses. I remember like the first course I ever bought from someone was like $200, and it was 1,000, and it was 2,000, and it was 25,000. And I remember like thinking, is this a scam? Am I gonna get my money back? But the reason I ended up going with it was because I identified with that person. So what we were talking about earlier about taking a stand, standing for something, being yourself, having the, the courage of your convictions. I trusted those people based on the hours that I'd spent listening to their podcast or reading their blog or whatever. And so that gave me the confidence to then say, I want to learn something. You know that thing I want to learn. So I'm comfortable investing in, in your thing. And, um, and it's and so leveled it's, you up significantly. Everything I know I've learned from other people. And everything I'm learning now, I'm learning from you. <laughs> Great segue. Thanks, Ollie. Cheers. Cheers. Then there's Shona, who lives, breathes, and speaks in entrepreneurship. She is such an inspiration of mine because not only did she create an empire teaching people how to learn perfect English grammar, that's the name of her company, but she's also a mother of two and a wife. And anybody who could juggle all of those things is somebody that I need to learn from. Shona, you're an entrepreneurial queen. Not only are you an entrepreneur, but you surround yourself with tons of entrepreneurs. What piece of business advice do you wish you knew sooner? Great. So it sounds really cheesy, but it is to trust yourself. And I think this is like, of course, when you start, you need to see what other people have done and follow it and do things that have worked for other people. But at some point, there's often the kind of situation where you can have a gut feeling that you should take one course or another course and it's maybe against accepted wisdom or it's against what somebody's suggested to you or it's against, you know, what your coach or mentor or friends have told you. And in that case, I think it's really important to trust yourself. So it's like following your gut. Yes. Like very primitive feeling of I don't know why. Maybe there's no logic. Okay, and what was the one thing that you did in your career that really took you from blog as a hobby to full-blown entrepreneur having full-time staff? What was that thing? That's interesting because I had a very, very slow burn. So I started with a blog and it just very, very gradually increased. But I think, so launching a product was definitely a big thing. But actually, I think the, the kind of critical crunch point was just deciding that I really didn't want to go back to work having a job and so because of that I kind of made it happen so it's that no plan b like there is no other way that's right no and other option no other option I really wanted it to work and I yeah I kind of set up my life so I needed for entrepreneurism to work also with children young children that is the layer of element I need you to talk about Okay, so they were, that was part of the reason that I really wanted it to work because I wanted to be able to not be out all day. I think the thing with young children is they're, it's easy to use them as an excuse. And I encourage people not to do that because there's always something like there's never any perfect time. And it's always possible to take little steps, even if you've got tiny children. And those little steps end up being the thing that works. So any tangible tips for parents of young children or, or children in general to start activating these entrepreneurial inklings? I actually think the most important thing when you have really young children is to have such a clear plan that you don't need to think about what you're doing next. So give yourself tiny steps and do one a day, probably in nap time or if you can get up early. But 
the difficulty of deciding what to do next and trying to keep it all in your head and all that stuff, I find is much harder when you're tired because you haven't slept through the night or whatever. Whereas if you wake up, you've got an hour clear, you know exactly what you're going to do in the hour. That's how things happen. And that's helpful for people without kids. Um, well, absolutely. But it's <laughs> definitely helpful with anybody who's using a busy life as an excuse. Yes. Thanks, Shona. Uh, we got to do a full episode. I mean, I got to do a full episode with everybody here, but we definitely, Shona will be back. <laughs> Shona will be back. Next up, I interviewed Will, who is Lucy, English with Lucy's husband. Okay, so Will is a really interesting character. He used to be a farmer and now he's an entrepreneur. Wow, I tried. I so, tried. Will, um, what does it feel like to go from farmer to entrepreneur within a short year? It feels, um, one word, exciting. Second word, daunting third word well actually it's not even the word best choice ever really because yeah. i mean i think there are lessons that you could probably take from the farming world that are very useful in entrepreneurship like hard work consistency just getting up early and getting shit done yeah absolutely yeah that's you can apply that to absolutely anything okay well i think farmers are like pretty hard-working people yeah, yeah so now do you think you work harder as an entrepreneur or as when you were a farmer it's a different kind of work, so the farming I was doing was very physical. A lot of the work I'm doing now is very mental. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the biggest lesson I've learned over the years would be you can only control what you can control. So focus about 80 to 90% of yourself on that and don't worry about the rest. Do you feel like you've learned that from farming or from entrepreneurship? Both. Both? Both, because now where I am came from where I was. This guy is a poet, actually. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Turns out, guys, I'm he's not, a poet. Not quite Muhammad Ali. But <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think is really leveling up your your experience in this entrepreneurship game? Is it connections? Is it research? What is that thing that's taking you from newbie to experienced? Meeting new people, meeting new interesting people, um, learning new things. I'm learning a lot of things that you wouldn't learn necessarily what I was doing five to ten years ago, but you can apply it, but you wouldn't be able to apply it unless you moved out of that area. So try new things, meet new people, interesting conversations, it can only benefit you. And that's all, folks. Farmer, poet, entrepreneur, <laughs> got it all. Then I interviewed our gracious host, Jan, who has also been on this podcast. But honestly, this guy, he pulled it all together. If it weren't for him, we wouldn't even be there. Piece of advice you wish you knew sooner. To do more of what's working and less of what's not working. Which means you need to assess regularly what is not working. Exactly. And you can do that. I think you can also use journaling to do that. You could journal. That's a good tip. Anything else? I need to think, uh, Joe, I can't think. <laughs> well, okay, how wrong. about this? How about this? What's the one thing that you did that really changed your life from like wanting to be an entrepreneur to actually being one? Yeah, make it, making bold moves and trying new things. Yeah, because many people just think about how maybe I can try this, I can try that, but you actually really need to try new things, go all in, only then you find out whether it can work or not. And if it doesn't work, you start trying new things and you keep searching until, until you get that traction. And once you have the traction, that's when you double down. But as long as you haven't found the traction yet, you keep trying new things. Great, thanks. 
Et après, after that, I spoke to Elisa, who has her YouTube channel French Mornings with Elisa. Elisa is blowing up. She started a few years ago during COVID and she has a huge audience now on YouTube and created her first course, pronunciation course, helping us with those impossible to pronounce French sounds. on a Elisa. Okay, so what piece of business advice do you, do you, like, would you wish you would have known sooner? Something that you just learned recently that would have helped in the beginning. It's not really something that I've learned recently, but more something that I've come to realize is that the right people will help you. And that... <laughs> that's good. That's really good to know. Like, even before starting, you know, like, there will be people along the way. Like, you think you're starting this alone, but it's actually like the start of, like, building this community of people, surrounding yourself with interesting people, creatives, and, like, this is... So much more than you already than you that I would have known that I would have imagined when I started, which is so wild because if you think about your closest friends now, the people in your life, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have met them had you not started your channel and your business. Absolutely, yeah. So I started really recently, and I've already met like so many more people than when I was actually working in Paris and like in my other career. And I can say that I've made friends now. Which is something I haven't done in Paris. <laughs> well, that same. Me neither. Surprising. <laughs> and then what was the one thing that you did that really changed your, your life and career as far as your business is concerned? Like, was there an action that you took or a mindset that you had to shift into? Mm, yeah, I think it was that I decided on taking this very seriously from the start. Like... It, it has never been like a side project or something that I was just doing for fun. Like, obviously I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I really committed to it uh, from the start. And I think this is what made it successful and what gave me some results. And also I didn't feel discouraged because I wasn't seeing any results. I was seeing it from the start, so it helped me yeah, build stay something. motivated. Mm -hmm. But it's true because if you start something thinking like maybe this will work, yeah. you're not committed. Absolutely. But if you're like this has to work. Yeah, I didn't have any plan B basically. So I'm really grateful grateful that it worked because otherwise I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Well, you would have met know. people along the way that would have helped you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Merci. <laughs> Then I spoke to Natalia, who owns Learn German Fast, has a huge audience on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. It's like, when do these people sleep? And she also makes courses on her website where she teaches people how to learn German fast. Okay, so Natalia, you are very successful in what you do. I teach German on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. She is a machine. You're a machine. <laughs> You're a machine, a one-woman machine. What is the piece of business advice that you wish you would have known sooner? Set the clear goal and walk small steps. You have to have the vision, but you have to break it down. Small steps, everybody's saying that. So give me an example. What were some small steps you took in the beginning that helped you really move things? For instance, like what is on your to-do list on a Monday morning? What, what do you put on your to-do list? Like, I need to make a YouTube video. So what is a small step you do? The first step, you think about a topic. And then you write a script and then you check your script if it's good. <laughs> and then you film and then 
you look for editor or maybe you edit yourself. So all those steps you have to make before you actually have the video to upload. So basically what you're saying is don't put 12 goals on your list that actually require 70 steps each. Exactly. So the first thing on my list would be, okay, maybe I'll do the research what topics are interesting and then I will write a script. Two things on my to-do list, not YouTube video, make YouTube video. Wow, I'm learning something new because on my list is like make 12 videos. <laughs> no, small steps. Okay, and then what really took you from wanting to be a businesswoman to actually being one? Was there an action that you took or a mindset that you changed or a relationship that you cultivated? Like what took you from level one to level 10? Um, actually being around successful people. I did it before I became a content creator and then I dive into this content creator world and I just met so many great people and so successful. So it gave me a push and it showed me, okay, everything is possible. And that's true too. It's like you are only as successful as the five people closest to you. And the more you surround yourself with successful, ambitious, inspiring, helpful people, the better you become. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm better this week because I know you guys. I feel this too. Oh my God. Are you really? I do. I've got another push. <laughs> Thank you. Next up, I spoke to the intellectual, the very well-rounded Gareth, who is not only a lawyer, a doctor, but an entrepreneur as well with his courses teaching German. Gareth, what I think is really interesting about you is that you have an abundant career, full-time career, correct? Yeah. But you're also an entrepreneur. Yes. So that's something that most people don't even know is possible. So what is your key to that success? Well, I think my key, Joe, is being very focused on what I want to do on the entrepreneurial side. And then actually the variety sort of gives me energy both in my day job, as it, as it were, and in my passion project, which is the languages, the language business. And what is your day job? I'm a lawyer. So, yeah, so how many funny. hours would you say you work on your day job? Well, I have it. It's four days a week, so it's not quite full time, but it's, it's very full days and it, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of intellectual energy as well. And that's usually, uh, well, it's Tuesday to Friday, although the hours that I work are quite regular, which isn't always the case with all attorneys and all lawyers. So for anybody who has an abundant career, who's working a lot, but they still have this little voice inside of their heads that's saying, start this thing. What, what advice do you want to tell them? Start small, I think, um, with a side hustle. Try it out, um, test the water, and put something out there and see what sort of responses you get. And then you may find, uh, you may well find it doesn't actually take off. You may also find before you know where you are that you've got something that could actually, uh, if that's what you're looking for, uh, replace the day job. Um, and of course, the risks are much less as well because. Um, You've, you've got another source of income. Is it worth it to juggle a career and start a side business? Because you're working a lot. This means you're working double time, basically. Do you think it's worth it? It depends on your day job, uh, on your stage in life, whether you've got a family, I think, on your personality, uh, how happy you are in the day job, and whether you actually find there's some actually cross-fertilization that leaves you more enthusiastic for both. Some people, you know, it says change is as good as a rest. So they actually find that having something else to do makes them appreciate the, the, the job all the more. So it depends on the, each individual, really. 
That's so interesting. So basically, you could actually find a new interest in your day job by starting something on the side. I think so, yes. I think the insights I get from my day job and in business, actually, they help me, you know, the one helps me in the other quite a lot. We love to hear it. And then what is one thing that has really changed your outcome of career, of business, of even your your day job? Is there a piece of advice that has helped you take you to this point of being a lawyer and an entrepreneur? I, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about finding your passion but I think a lot of us actually are have strong interests in a number of things. And when you've spent time developing a skill with a day job, you don't necessarily want to walk away from that. Uh, but it's good also to be able to develop something else as well. So um, there's not always just one thing um, that you can get fulfillment from. Even at the early stages, what I found is that you, you should never underestimate the impact that you might have or even on one or two people, and that can snowball later on. So however small your audience or your sales, you really don't know how, how great an impact that could have on somebody's life, which is hugely rewarding, and of course could then grow into something much bigger. Thanks, Garrett. Next up, we have Maria, who learned German and is now teaching other people around the world how to learn German as well. Her company is called Dein Coach, which means your speaking coach. She has a huge staff. Like, I am shocked. I'm like, I can't even manage myself, y'all. How do you do this? You're a mother, a businesswoman, like full-blown, just badass. What business advice would you give your younger self? Like, what do you wish you knew sooner? Never listen to people who have no idea of business or like anything. Because as I started my Instagram channel, I thought YouTube was dead. It wasn't. It's never late to start. And I used to listen to people who had no idea of how YouTube works. And that's why I decided not to upload videos on YouTube or like never listen to people who are no experts. Only listen to experts. That's actually really good advice because a lot of us take advice from people that we respect in like other areas of life. Yes, definitely. But if we don't respect them in the area we are looking for specific advice, it's, it's hard to believe the advice. Definitely. So maybe our parents, of course, our parents love us and wish us the best, but they're not the experts in every field. <laughs> And yeah, like, look for the experts and listen to them. I love that. Okay, part two of this tiny little baby interview. What activity, relationship, action did you do to take you from level one to level 10 in your business? I think delegating is tough because if you start as a personal brand, it's like your, your baby. <laughs> and you don't want to give a piece of your baby to someone else. But it's crucial in your to business because if you start delegating there are always people who are better than you in some certain tasks and just give them the opportunity to do that they will be happy and if you pay the money they will appreciate it so much and your business will grow and this woman has a team of like dozens and dozens <laughs> and like this is not just random advice every time i see you you're on the phone with somebody new i'm like how many people does she have working for her and um, so my brand is called Dein Sprachcoach. It's like your speaking coach. And my team, it's, it's basically a female team. I only have girls <laughs> and I call them Sprachengel. It's like speaking angel because they make my life easier. Oh my God, I gotta learn from you, Maria. <laughs> Thank you. 
And last but certainly not least, I asked Patrick to give us some wisdom. He juggles multiple businesses. He works with Maria as well, but has another business of his own. And he's the kind of guy who's so smart, every time he opens his mouth, you're hooked because you have no idea what he's about to say. Patrick, brilliant entrepreneurial mind. I've known you for a few days and you're always on a call. You're always making business moves. What is the piece of business advice you wish you knew sooner? If you're going to eat shit, don't nibble. What? Wait, can you please elaborate? <laughs> if you have to get work done and it's really hard, you don't like spread it over the days, but just get it done straight up. It doesn't matter how you feel, just do it because otherwise you won't feel good for the whole week. I like that. So like get get the hard thing out of the way. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to take up space in your head rent free. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Now, what was the thing that leveled you up from like one level to the next? What did you do or who did you call? What was that thing? that took you from, I want to be an entrepreneur to a full-blown businessman? Mm, I guess a team makes a difference. So as soon as you have a team, you're not only one person anymore, but you have people working with you. And with that comes a lot of different other perspectives and problems and challenges and managing that is get, I guess, the next level. Okay, any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs? Just get shit done. <laughs> get shit done and don't nibble the shit. <laughs> Just get the shit done. <laughs> And that is it for the day. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And it was a joy to make this episode because I just love picking people's brains and kind of harvesting the wisdom that they've learned. As Ollie mentioned, it's the quickest way to learn. It's to learn from other people who have done things before you. So I hope that you found some nuggets of wisdom in this episode as well. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much to Joe for recording this episode and sharing it with us. And uh, make sure to check out her podcast if you want more of this this good stuff right it's called not your average joe um and if you'd like to join our next mastermind retreat or join our inner circle community then just go to our website creatorsmaster.com sign up for the newsletter because um that's where we're gonna let you know once we open the spot and uh, when where when and where we're gonna run the next event because we actually we have already picked the date and location so make sure to go there as well creatorsmarts.com thanks for listening that's it see you next time
So, um, yeah, I hope to have inspired you today, give some ideas of a future vision for yourself, because being a creator it can be tiring. I get it. But sometimes doing the difficult thing, <laughs> which is building this empire, can actually be the solution. Now, it can be tricky. It's a lot of work, and that's why there's companies like us, because we do it all for you. And uh, the only thing you need to do is send traffic and we do all the rest. All right, that's it for this week. I hope that you managed to get some inspiration from this episode. Maybe you have a, maybe you can start thinking about a future vision for your YouTube channel or your creator business. And um, if you think we can help and reach out because we're always happy to talk to people like you. That was it for this week. Ciao.
All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Um, and by the way, we're trying to grow this podcast and get more interesting people on the show. But we need your help. So if you could please give this podcast a positive rating and wherever you're listening to the podcast, that would really help us out. Um, also, yeah, if you want us to help you your course empire, then go to creatorempires.com. It's a new label that we uh, launched not long ago. CreatorEmpires.com, that's where we partner with creators and help them build their course empire. They don't need to do anything. They just send traffic. We do the rest. All right. Talk to you next time.